You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Crossbones After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Crossbones After Show. Pirates, man. Pirates. Cool. Well, hey, everybody. We're back. Episode 2 of Crossbones, The Covenant. I'm Kelly McInerney, and this is my awesome co-host, Bobby DeMuro. Hello. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the episode, Bobby? Much better than number one. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the story, like the end and everything, the twist and everything. Not even just twist, but like number one was so repetitive we're gonna kill him. We're gonna save him. We're gonna yeah. kill him. We're gonna with like four different dudes. At least number two was a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah, it's just I guess they just had to keep him on the island low. The first one, I don't know. It was weird. But before we talk about the episode, let's just talk about this book really quickly. It's Maria Menudo's new book. It's pretty awesome. It's the Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. It's out now. It's great. If, especially if you want to get in bikini body shape for the summer. Well, I am not a girl, nor am I concerned that much with girls' diet and fitness. I will say, honestly, she is our boss. She makes ABTV run. So when you support that, you support her. When you support her, you support us. So cool. if you like the after show or whatever's going on here, and you're a girl or maybe a guy who wants to get fit because it is bikini season. Yep. By the way, are you going to the After Buzz pool party? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we got to get ready. I know. <laughs> we we got to get ready. That's like middle of July. We got to get ripped. So maybe yeah. I should hand that book over. Right. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me take a look. All right, you do the show, I'll read the book, and I'll tell you if anything interesting comes up. All right, up. cool. Cool. Anyways, so um, the, the, the it starts off, um, the chronometer is already made. That took, yeah, that, that was, was quick. super fast. Yeah, yeah. That, it seems like it's a really difficult thing, but James rebuilt it. Yeah. Hey, when you're in a wheelchair, you can't do anything else like <laughs> James was. Time, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he's apparently a clocksman, so he bro- built it real quick. Yeah, that was really fast. Um, and so... Blackbeard has this whole plan that he wants to, I guess, have another pirate sell it to William Jagger from England, so then um, he he doesn't exist or something. So then people think that he doesn't exist anymore, and those pirates get mon- like a lot of money. Pretty much, I, a little convoluted, but I actually believe this plan. It wasn't like a stupid writer's trick to to do whatever on TV. Yeah. I believe this a little bit that Blackbeard can't have the chronometer for ransom. Because if he does, well, everybody's going to know he's alive, and they're yeah. going to come looking for him like they already are. So if he gives it to another pirate, Sam, Sam Valentine, who we meet in this episode, mm-hmm. then, hey, Sam was the one who found it. Sam's the one who turns it in. I don't know what you're talking about with Blackbeard. You guys are crazy. He must still be dead because it's my chronometer and it's my money. Yeah. And so Blackbeard then gets to live and do whatever he wants, knowing that, hey, everybody thinks I'm dead now. So it's all good, mm-hmm. and that was his goal. So I understand this motive. For yeah, him. it it was kind of weird the way he said it, but... It makes sense eventually, but the Sam he doesn't want to do it because it's bad news giving it back to England because then 
they can't be really pirates anymore, you know, because they'll know where they are. Which was a huge, huge. This was where the problem was. It wasn't in the in Blackbeard's motives. The problem was in Sam's response. He's yeah. like, "I reject this. I can't do this. I don't care how much money it is." It's like, wait a minute, Sam. You're not in piracy for like the 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 fraternity of piracy to like make piracy go. Ju- Who yeah. cares about that? Yeah. You're looking for a fortune. You could have had a fortune selling the damn chronometer back. You should have taken it. You should have had your fortune, and then you would have killed piracy. But what's the difference? Because you had your fortune. Yeah. Who who cares? Okay. Every pirate's in it for themselves. That's the definition of being a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he a pirate's life is for him though, and he just likes doing that stuff. I guess the action and guns and fun stuff. But yeah, so uh, Blackbeard gets very mad, and he, but he doesn't know what to do because he can't kill him because then there'll be a mutiny on him and everything. Uh, so that so something so then uh, people two guys try and kill him out of the blue, out of the blue. Yeah, we learn later it's not really yeah. out of the blue, yeah, yeah. which is another brilliant thing. But we'll get to that in a second. But two guys try to kill him. Blackbeard is unarmed, of course. Yeah, he's like praying or something. Oh, but before then he sees a vision. Another vision again, randomly. Um, but, yeah, so we the, the people think that it's Sam, but he's like, it's not Sam because Sam would have killed me right then. Like, he would have done it himself. He wouldn't hire any lackeys or hey, whatever. No, Sam's got enough honor. If Sam's in it for the piracy and not the fortune, Sam's got enough honor that he's going to kill Blackbeard face-to-face and not send lackeys to do it. Yeah. So, okay, I get that, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then Salima thinks it's low. Because she just doesn't like Low for some reason, I feel like. Very distrustful of Low. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. And so they they try and find out what goes on. And eventually, like, uh, it, they just decide to hang both Sam and Low. And, um, yeah. Uh, that uh, Oh, but before that, let's talk about, I guess we should talk about Low and Catherine. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, it interests me, though, because Blackbeard is in a catch-22 here in a couple different places, and, and this is where we see the, the metaphor of the chessboard. We see a couple images of chessboards on in the episode today, yeah. and Blackbeard is playing chess yeah. here, maybe when everybody else is playing checkers, to recycle that horrible phrase. But Sam rejecting him for the chronometer, not wanting to do the chronometer thing, puts Blackbeard in a tough spot because he can't you know, kill Sam for disrespecting him or whatever. But he also knows that Sam rejecting him is going to sort of usurp some of Blackbeard's power. So he has to find a different way to get back at Sam, which he does in the episode to make it look like Sam is guilty when he's actually not. And he plays both sides off the middle and does it pretty well. But we understand the, the difficulty in piracy on the ships and on the island. And this is where the real Blackbeard, Blackbeard story comes into play because this same politics, the same difficulty, the same relationship. Pirate boats, pirate ships to me in the 1700s were a little bit in a weird way like a reality TV show today. Like a bunch of conniving people, a bunch of weird relationships. To be the survivor on the pirate ship, to be the captain, you have to really watch these relationships closely and please everybody, but at the same time, like we saw from Blackbeard today, you gotta be tough enough to put your foot down. Which he was with Sam, especially when Sam got drunk, started telling tall tales, doing all that sort of stuff. And Blackbeard had to come in and lay the hammer down. Mm -hmm. But it's an interesting idea to look at. And this is why John Malkovich is perfect for this in this regard to look at how um, how conniving Blackbeard has to be. Yeah. Whether he wants to or not. It's just like he that's why he's the leader. You know, that's what you have to do when you're a leader. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Um, Especially a leader, a leader of thieves, a leader of criminals yeah. is, you know, how, how thick are these guys? They're yeah. thick as thieves. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than leading, like, you know, a company, a, mm-hmm. you know, Fortune 500. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam doesn't, he seems kind of like a dick, too, because he's just oh, very, for sure. like, just telling, like, trying to embarrass uh, Blackbeard with those stories. And um, Blackbeard's second mate, uh, right? His first mate kind of doesn't like that. He tries to... Charlie, yeah. yeah Charlie, Charlie doesn't like that a whole lot. Yeah, and Charlie kind of takes offense to some of the things that Sam says, or Sam doesn't maybe lacks tact or whatever, yeah. and is sort of making fun of Blackbeard in his own home, which goes back to that honor issue that Blackbeard's talking about, where even though this is technically a democracy, which we'll get to in a second about whether it is a democracy, yeah. there's still this idea of honor, and there's still this code that you can't just blast the pirate leader, even though there's a democracy, and you might be able to say whatever you want, you can't say whatever you want. Yeah, there's yeah. still a code here. Sam doesn't fall. He gets drunk, gets loose lips, doesn't follow the code. And something has to happen to him. Now, we didn't know what was going to happen the entire time. I didn't understand what was happening mm-hmm. until the very end, how everything played yeah, together. To get, everything came together, yeah. But by doing that, Blackbeard keeps his men under him and respecting him and fearing him maybe more than respecting him. Mm-hmm. He keeps Sam's men at bay to not understand what happened to Sam because they think Sam's guilty. He keeps Lowe well enough in the fold, although I don't think Blackbeard knows all the things that Lowe knows. Yeah. Blackbeard doesn't think Lowe knows as much as he knows. Yeah. Um, and he keeps his hold over this island because even though the Commodore says that it's a democracy and there are no kings... That's a flat-out lie. It is. It is. And it's funny. But it's funny how he says it at the end, like, um, when Sam is, you know, being hung or whatever. How he's like, no, I, I can't. They voted against you. Blah, blah, blah. And they, I'm, not a ki- I'm not the king. Which, by the way, is a great scene. They voted against you. I'm not the king. Walk away. Wink. Wink. <laughs> great thing, because then we start to understand the game that's being played and how Blackbeard is innocent. There was an assassination attempt on me. Who could have done it? This is awful. Oh, just kidding. I did it myself. Yeah. You know, wink, whatever. Uh, let's throw it to Roya real quick. We've got a promo to run, and then we'll come right back to this. Yeah, guys, this is a nice little American Express promo. Let's take a listen, shall My name is Yvonne Saravia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700-something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that, that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. Cool. Awesome stuff. So we're back. Um, And, yeah, so Blackbeard kind of created this whole thing to get rid of Sam so he could basically win. And so he could um, get his first, uh, first, what's his name? Uh, His first mate. First mate. Finnegan. Finnegan, yeah. Yeah. First mate to... um, sell the chronometer back to the English and uh, he actually has the the ladies the fans the 
the little the I guess they're like kind of prostitutes. Right? They're totally prostitutes. Yeah. they're prostitutes all the way. I don't know what that sponge thing was though. I thought it was a cleansing, cleaning, hygienic kind of yeah. idea. They needed the sponges to get ready because a whole lot of guys were coming into port. You yeah. know that whole ship of guys. Yeah, Not yeah. to get too graphic, NBC. But <laughs> I had a I, I thought that's what it was. Maybe it was something totally different. I don't know. Yeah, and she said it was bastard thwarting. I don't know. That's what she called it. And she does what? We are so stupid. Bastard thwarting. Sponges. Do you watch Seinfeld? The uh, Spongeworthy episode? Oh my no. god, it's a birth control thing. Oh, okay. In a weird, goofy, you know, 1700s way, but that's the bastard thwarting. So it is hygienic. They yeah. do need these sponges, yeah. but it's because all these guys come into port and it's not just a hygiene issue, it's a birth control issue. We don't want bastards. Yeah, yeah. We're going to thwart this. Here are the sponges. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Good to know. So, yeah. So they have, they kind of say, play like damsels in distress like oh we're we don't like him we want to be free we want to be free of blackbeard so uh they get two strangers strange dudes well uh one of valentine's men i guess two of them to try and kill uh malkovich and it doesn't work and it was yeah pretty cool there was a chuck chuck norris walker texas ranger kind of a scene malkovich with like a couple different guys on him no weapons yeah one of them attacks at a time all these what i don't understand about sword fighting and i've never been in a sword fight so this is gonna sound dumb and people are gonna comment like that guy's an idiot it's cool we already know i'm an idiot what i don't understand about sword fighting is everybody's going side to side and side to side just poke just poke a lot, yeah. right? Why are you going side to side? If you just—if I, I had a sword, I'd just poke and poke That's and poke. That's what I would do too. Because you can't like defend it with your sword if you're, po- you know. I guess maybe they have the—I ha- don't know. Well, the hand thing, yeah, 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 I'm with that. But they don't have like a body armor. Yeah, Blackbeard's just standing there in his like PJs. So. Touche, yeah. Especially if there's two guys. One pokes from the front, one pokes from the back. I know that's what she said. And done. And you got the guy and he's dead. But of course that didn't happen. Blackbeard survives. Mm -hmm. And and he kind of winks at Salima. She's like, you know, you put yourself in danger. Or don't put yourself in danger again. And he's like, when did I do it the first time? Yeah. Smooth. Slick. Slick. (laughs) We have another love story. That's the second love story here. Yeah. There we go. Well, yeah, because he he really wants to be in bed with her. And apparently she doesn't put out, basically. Right? I don't know if it's that or if she just doesn't trust him or what it is. But there's some sort of history between the two of them. I, I envisioned it was more... Than just wanting to go to bed with her because he says something along the lines of you know lay with me or I need you to lay with me or yeah. wherever it is I can't find it mm-hmm. wants Salima to lay with him whatever he said um, but I think it's I think there's history more than that and it's more than just lust but there's some kind of romantic trust and love and relationship and yeah. I don't know if he's hurt her before or she's been burned before or whatever it is but she's a little distrustful of of him. getting too close to the fire yeah yeah and he lets it allows it which is kind of uh, yeah kind of surprising because i feel like he just wants his way no matter what but well because and that's why i think it's more than lust because if his way was just lust yeah he would make her submit yeah you know say rape or whatever you want to say whatever it is he would do something along the lines because blackbeard's a badass dude apparently in 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 what we've seen in Mm -hmm. this show but it's not a lust thing he knows if she submits like that that would ruin it for him too as well as obviously ruining it for her so there's got to be some sort of trust and romantic relationship where he can't force it on her but he has to kind of say okay i have to break her down or whatever it is because there has mm-hmm. to be there i'm interested in her for more than that yeah yeah and so yeah so let's talk about the other love story though right uh yeah it's really kind of i feel like it was so, so random at the end um but john lowe and Catherine. or tom lowe oh yeah tom lowe i don't know why i said <laughs> john lowe uh and Catherine uh balfour 
she asks him in in the beginning to help she'll like because he moves into a new place she'll help pay for like the bed and everything as long as he helps her uh with her husband which is cool we didn't know she had a husband we know the one guy in the first episode that she spoke to her husband yeah. uh james who rebuilt the chronometer yeah that's a big bomb drop on poor thomas lobey's you can see his face change when she mentions the husband yeah 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 she's he, she says you know all, you can pay me back in services rendered and he's kind of like winking like hey, what kind hey. of services are we talking yeah. about and she's like you need to help my husband yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> deflated uh. Boner Bummer. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Oh, well, on to the next girl. There's not a lot of girls on the island, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes to help her husband, who's been through a lot. He was, like, um, tortured and everything because he wouldn't give out names. He was a rebel. During the Jacobite Revolution, mm-hmm. which is so funny to me how quickly they glossed over this. And Thomas Lowe says something to the effect of, like, you thought the wrong king was on the throne. And it's like, hey, that's the revolution. It's done. Yeah. Google, Google Jacobites. It's a very interesting story. Um, has nothing to do with this, but it's a little more than the wrong king was on the throne. But they just had to gloss over it to set the stage for why he's in a wheelchair, why he is the way he is, all that sort of stuff. And they keep alluding to England and to the old world and to what is now the United Kingdom. But to that whole area, you know, time after time in both these episodes, I feel like whether it's flashbacks or later on in this season, we're going to see a lot of England. And I don't know if we'll end up seeing the king or whomever, but we're going to see a lot more of physical England. It's not going to stay on Santa Campana in Jamaica. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Not right. to go too far into predictions. No, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, but yeah, so he tries to, like, he, uh, there's a lot of scar tissue and everything, but apparently the healing that he needs is his heart. He need, just needs his wife's love. It's like a PSA. Yeah. <clears throat> it was really, uh, I think he could have tried a little bit to do something with his legs. Ooh, Thomas Lowe could have yeah, tried. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we don't know exactly how skilled of a surgeon he is and on what level, because yeah. he sort of came into this as, as a spy slash surgeon. So was he a regular surgeon who became kind of a mole? Or was he just a guy with some medical training who they're sort of fudging is the surgeon? Yeah. So I'm a little, I still am a little hazy on just how much medical yeah. knowledge he has. Yeah. You know, and how skilled of a surgeon he is. He is. But I mean, he knows some stuff. He kind of made that one, he made the one guy live, Nightingale, live a little bit longer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. So he goes to to Catherine and tells her he needs, he needs your loving. And she's like, are you serious? You know, I gave up my whole life for him, my family and everything, just to go here, just to break him out of prison, because he was in prison. I I give him all my love. And then she goes to her husband and tells him that, you know, like, they, she said, oh, don't ever, it was really good, don't ever not have faith in me or something. Yeah. Yeah. Again. But then, so you think it's all cool with the husband and her, and all of a sudden, when Lo is being almost being hung, she's like, "No, he was in my bed the whole night, day." Which is a crazy lie and a weird lie, and yeah. I couldn't totally out of left field. Yeah, but it saved him. Yeah, it did, and it made her look bad, which she knew what she was doing when it happened, and even Blackbeard kind of alluded to it. Yeah, he kind of gave her a look, and I don't remember what exactly he said, but he's like, "You know, okay, if you want to admit to that." And he, she tells everybody about yeah. it. It's cra- like I don't, I don't. She's something's up. Well, uh, here's what's up. I think she's physically attracted to Thomas Lowe. And when she lies and says he was in my bed all day, if everybody knows that lie, she now has carte blanche. And she says, hey, everybody thinks it's true anyways. So why don't I get it on with this guy? Because that's what happened at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. They make out at the end. 
Um, I don't know. I thought it was really weird because I kind of was like, I thought it was cool that she had a husband already, so she wasn't a love interest. She was her own, but I don't know. I feel like some. I feel like there's some ulterior motives, though. I I don't know if she's attracted to him or if she's doing this for a reason to like get out of the island or something. I don't know. He's like Thomas Lowe is like Nicolas Cage's character in Con Air. He's like the only good dude on a plane or an island full of bad dudes, and so it's yeah. like when you have that good dude. You want to get something different out of him than you would the bad dudes using each other and these pirates and criminals and blah, blah, blah. But it's like Thomas Lowe and Fletch, but not as smart, Mm -hmm. stand out as good guys on this island who mean well, though Catherine doesn't know what they're actually trying to do. But they mean well. Mm -hmm. And so whatever her motive is, which is up for debate and we don't know the whole story yet, obviously, she's like, I can get something different out of Thomas Lowe than I can get out of Blackbeard, Charlie, Finnegan, Sam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, so then what else? I don't know. That was pretty much. What about when um the Tom Tom Lowe and Valentine share a few moments too when they're locked up, um, because he oh he's he wants more information Lowe about what a Hellburner is because uh what's his uh, Blackbeard. He wants, that's what he wants at the end, like, out out of all of this, out of all the whole um, uh, chronometer scheme, he wants two Hellburners. A Hellburner is an empty ship packed with gunpowder, rocks, nails, etc., set to detonate, and innocents will die by the score. Yeah. So Blackbeard's coming up with something, obviously, chronometer or not, and that's his goal. Uh, yeah, what about that? What do you think he's going to do with the Hellburner? Because I can tell you the one situation in real Blackbeard's life that he could have used a Hellburner. What was it? He blockaded the port of Charleston, South Carolina. You ever been to Charleston? Mm -mm. Go there. It's unbelievable. I'm serious. (laughs) Most underrated vacation destination in the world. Back in 1716, or maybe it was 1717, he literally took the port, the real Blackbeard, took the port of Charleston hostage, blockaded it, wouldn't let ships come in and out, took everybody's stuff, was a bully taking lunch money, got medicine for his crew, got a bunch of the supplies that he wanted, and then let everybody go. Because the real Blackbeard didn't kill people like the Blackbeard in this show does. Yeah. So maybe this Blackbeard, knowing real Blackbeard's history, is going to want to blockade a port with those Hellburners, but instead of just getting goods, he's going to want to tear some crap up. Yeah. And whether that's Jamaica or maybe up the River Thames into London... Who knows? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Or go back to Bristol, where he was from, where, where Blackbeard was born. He wants to screw some crap up. So we'll see. And Not do to get it big. And do it real big. Do it big, yeah. Hellburner just sounds awesome. Yeah. Besides the scores of people dying. Yeah. Besides that part. Everything mm-hmm. else about it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think it was a pretty cool episode. A lot better than the first one, I think. Yeah, and it, it introduces the politics of piracy. Mm-hmm. And not not I'm not talking about the king and pardons and things like that. I mean day-to-day life of pirates, pirate to pirate, <clears throat> excuse me, avoiding mutinies, avoiding, you know, being usurped by so-and-so, having new pirates come into the mix, like Sam just randomly came into the mix and his ship came over, and then Sam tries to usurp Blackbeard's authority and Blackbeard has to put it down and show how powerful you are. It's a dog-eat-dog world and if you're the top dog you have to constantly be doing things to prove your power and to make people fear you because otherwise those underneath you are going to go for it and Blackbeard said it himself, it's the most loyal ones who can't be trusted. Remember that? Yeah. So, you know, Sam and him were good friends. They were loyal. I don't know how loyal but they were very close friends before. They've known each other for long. Can't trust Sam. 
Gotta mm-hmm. kill him. See you later, buddy. Which Thomas Lowe f- actually does instead of Blackbeard. Blackbeard yeah. leaves him to hang to die in days. Thomas Lowe shoots him through the heart. Same difference, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then Blackbeard maybe looks to the other people close to him. I don't know. But it really showcased to me the politics of these pirates and what they have to go through on a daily basis and how cunning and how shrewd you have to be if you want to sit on top. Yeah. Whether you call it a democracy or a kingdom or whatever the title you have, it's not probably a total democracy or you don't want it to be. And you need to be pretty cunning in how you go about your business. It's politics, man. I feel like even all like all democracies kind of in a way have some dirty stuff going down. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add about? Well, the title Commodore, they keep calling him Commodore. The real Blackbeard never referred to himself as Commodore as far as we know. A Commodore is the commander of a flotilla of ships. Blackbeard's got a few ships, but he's sitting on an island. So the Commodore name doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know why you use it. I don't know if it sounds cool. Maybe we'll learn later why he's using it. I don't know. But he's not commanding a flotilla of ships. He's chilling in his kingdom on this island Mm -hmm. so technically that's the wrong term to use you could use president or king or you know chief executive officer maybe mayor mayor (laughs) the mayor of santa campana vote for him every year but whatever it is commodore technically is is not what he is yeah that's that's nitpicking i'm sorry that's Mm -hmm. what i do he just likes names that's what he said that's what uh, sam said he goes from different names teach was he even a teacher? No, his name was Teach. The real Blackbeard, they're pretty sure his, his real or pirate name was Edward Teach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then or, that makes sense. And it's spelled differently. It could have been Thatch, Hatch. It could have been spelled a couple ways. But, okay. but generally speaking, historians call him Edward Teach. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so let's move on to... Let's do some news and gossip. gossip. Yeah. yeah. After Buzz TV News. Three things today. First off, it's not news because it is exactly one year old, but John Malkovich is cutting dudes' throats and crossbones. Here's irony that we have come to expect from a guy like Malkovich. One year ago today, June 8, 2013, in Toronto, I believe, somewhere in Canada, uh, a man was walking. John Malkovich was doing a play, had stepped outside to take a break from rehearsal or from the play itself. A man was walking, slipped and fell, sliced his neck open on some construction equipment, and who comes to his aid and literally saves his life but John Malkovich. Oh my gosh. A year ago today, that's obviously not normal, regular, you know, current news. I just saw it online. I was screwing around today online. I found this story. I was like, this is too good to be true. Yeah. So Blackbeard is just slitting dudes' throats and crossbones, but the real John Malkovich took his scarf off, put it on the guy's neck. Literally, the other people who were there who came up or credited him and a couple of them didn't know who Malkovich was they were like this guy named John he's the one who saved the guy's life yeah. and later on we find out it's John Malkovich cool stuff man as if John Malkovich wasn't cool enough already just saving lives and, yeah. he, and he just kind of went about his business he's like I did what everybody else would have done which hopefully is true good for you John but hey yeah. alright and that was a year ago today June 8th uh, second, Crossbones ratings on the second episode do much better than expected. We were expecting a little bit of a drop-off because that's what usually happens, especially yeah. on a Friday night, especially in the summer, and unfortunately recently, especially with a lot of stuff NBC's doing. Sorry. Yeah. R.I.P. R- Believe. I miss you. I used to do a show called Believe on NBC. It got canceled. I'm sad. <laughs> Roya, Roya actually engineered it. She had a lot of fun with us. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a good after show, but Crossbones ratings, you guys don't care about Believe. Crossbones had a 0.9 rating, only lost 10% of its premiere audience. They were very happy about that and held relatively steady throughout the night, the entire hour, Friday night with Dateline leading in. Uh, those are the ratings, more or less, that Han- that Hannibal got 
in its second season in the same time slot. So they're thinking here, if Crossbones can continue to match that, we may actually see it being called in on a second season. Oh, awesome. Way, way too early to tell. Yeah. But if they can do things like that, we'll see one major shakeup. Later this summer, there's going to be a lot of preemptions for Major League Baseball. So mm-hmm. we'll see if it can Still keep the momentum keep going. Float. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Anyways, moving on to our third piece of news. If you are in New York City, I know a lot of folks are, you can go see Richard Coyle, who plays Thomas Lowe. You can go see him act in theater on the stage. He is playing Macduff in the famous Shakespearean drama Macbeth. Oh. Uh, starring, cool. directed and starring by Kenneth Branagh, uh, Tom Lowe, or excuse me, Tom Lowe, Richard Coyle is yeah. playing Macduff. That opened May 31st. It is at the Park Avenue Armory in New York City. If you're in the area, if you're in Jersey or New hey, York. I'm going there next week. Go, go check it out. Here's the deal. A lot of tickets are sold out. It's going to be out through June 22nd. They said they're very limited tickets, but every morning they are going to release walk-up oh, tickets. Oh, the lottery. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you still have a shot. And I believe at the Armory, they're only $19 for tickets. Dang, pretty good that's awesome so armoryonpark.org armoryonpark.org for information tickets online if you can get them i don't know if there's any more online left or if it's just the lottery but if you're in new york city goes through june 22nd check it out and it's Macbeth. even if you don't go for uh, richard coyle it's still Macbeth. good story maybe i'm already seeing of mice and men though oh well excuse me (laughs) james franco oh lord all right let's go to predictions get her off (laughs) now your After Buzz TV predictions. What do you think? All right. I... <clears throat> Let me say this, because there's a couple things that can happen. First off, the submarine. We saw the submarine briefly in episode one. We saw the drawing of the submarine in episode two. Mm-hmm. I don't want to predict anything, because I don't know enough about it yet to say what it is, but something obviously is coming with the submarine, which would be news in 1729. I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah. You know, what's what's watertight in 1729? Uh, the one prediction I will make, Blackbeard at some point during the episode tonight says it's the ones closest to you, the ones who trust you the most, who are the most loyal, that you have to be the most skeptical of. I'm paraphrasing. Who else is very loyal and close and trustworthy with Blackbeard? Salima? Salima. Yeah. So we don't know a ton about her story yet. We don't know what's going on, whatever, with her yet. And there is, by the way, a little announcement we have to make with Salima in a second here. Uh, but I think that Blackbeard... I'll just say it. I think he's going to turn on Salima. I know he, he loves her. He has interest in her, whatever. But I think because he's so devoid of, of and craving for power and craving for for significance and consistency in that power, he's going to turn on those closest to him, whether it's right or not. And one of those people is Salima, and she is in danger. I feel like she's kind of digging her own grave, too, because she keeps just kind of messing up a little bit, you know, and always blaming low. And disagreeing with Blackbeard a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's a good prediction. I think uh, the Catherine and Low thing, I feel like, I feel like she doesn't like him. I feel like she's doing it for a reason, to like get off the island or something, because I maybe she knows that he's going to eventually get off, because he's like a good guy. So maybe he want, she wants to switch it up and be with the good people. And her husband's going to find out about this whole thing. I mean, clearly, if Blackbeard knows. But, yeah. Uh, really quick, though, we have to mention the, that announcement. Yeah, hey, we are trying. It hasn't been confirmed yet, yeah. but it's looking good. On the 16th instead of the 15th, I believe, is going to be the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yasmin Almasri, who plays Salima, we are hoping, cross your fingers, is going to be in studio to talk about it with us. I know you're out. Yeah. 
that week. Bummed out. We'll That'll confirm cool. it this week. If we can confirm it, we will uh, We'll put it up on YouTube. Either way, we're back next week as always. But hopefully she will join us. And she knows quite a bit about Malkovich. She's working with him a lot. Yeah, so that's pretty be, awesome. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, where can they find you? I'm at Bobby Demuro on Twitter and at Mr. Bobby Demuro on Instagram. Awesome. And I'm Kelly and I'm at Holly Weirdo at, on Twitter and Instagram. Well, it's been fun. Well, see you next time, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.